Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast here for good mic hunting. Mm -hmm. I almost (laughs) forgot the name. (laughs) Good pod fire cast. Yeah. Mrs. Doubt cast. I don't know. I think maybe we could have thought of this. Like, this is Podfire. Like 30 seconds before we started. Sure. Yeah. I almost said, I almost said good Nick hunting. <laughs> oh, my, no. Yeah. Oh. My brain just flashed back. Mm. It's probably because I just bought tickets. I forgot to tell you guys this. Uh, bought tickets to see Face Off at the Enzian. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> when so are they doing that? In like two weeks. Oh, man. Oh, we're going, baby. baby. Yeah, we have to go. Meet yeah. and greet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll set up a little we're table. storming the we're stage. Doing, yeah, we're doing a live <laughs> We Bought a Nick for, like during the movie, during in the theater. We're here to talk about one of Robin Williams' um, most uh, successful movies biggest hits mrs doubtfire mm-hmm. yeah uh i'm Ernest. sink the weasel sink the sub hide the weasel park the porpoise a little bit of the old humpty dumpty little jack horny <laughs> the horizontal mambo hmm? the bone dancer rumple foreskin baloney bob a bit of the cunning linguistics <laughs> <laughs> i am hunter um, and I'm I'm Drew, and I, I'm now I think I'm a Piers Brosnan rights activist. Oh, he got why? Shafted. Why is he so mean to Piers? Yeah. Does well, this is pre-Bond. Pierce is like a good. I kept waiting for like a heel turn where it's like, no. oh, dude, Pierce is actually using her for yeah, money. He's like, he's like literally like, an okay guy, yeah. and he's like smoking hot. He wants to be a wife guy. He's so hot. What's the fucking problem, man? And joining us today returning for his second time on the show mr javi navarro welcome back to the show to be back thank you thank How you, you doing i'm great great to be chilling with y'all hanging out on the pad this is a good movie to talk about you chose this movie uh yes. when i reached out to you about the robin series i'm so glad why yeah. did you choose this movie <laughs> i was first of all shocked that i even got mrs doubtfire <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's it's like on the Mount Rushmore for him. It has to oh, be. Oh yeah. But I have to say I'm also a Pierce Brosnan fan even when this movie came out because I was a big gamer boy when this came out and Goldeneye <laughs> was already out at the time. Yes. And I was a big Pierce Brosnan fan just because of the games. Yeah. Some, like, somewhat oh, because of the movies. He's my but favorite when I saw him, uh, snowmobiler. <laughs> <laughs> he makes it look so good. It's so smooth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when I was, saw Pierce this was Brosnan, two years before Goldeneye. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I can't remember. I must have seen it at some point as a kid after Goldeneye had come out. So I remember thinking, like, he's not Bond, but I like this movie and it's for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> at least Absolutely. it was like for kids because I hadn't seen him in anything else, really. Yeah, it, it's funny because like this movie gets airplay on like ABC Family or I'm sorry, Freeform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how and it's like you? we got cease and desist. Like as you said that, it's like PG thirteen as fuck. Like there's a lot of like heavy divorce <laughs> drama. I yeah. what I was just reading the quote is just what uh, Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire is talking to talking to Pierce Brosnan about while he's like undercover on a date and it's just like very overt sexual innuendo yeah. like to the point where there just isn't sexual and innu- it's not even innuendo at a certain point he straight up says like oh watch out she has crabs <laughs> he also says 
in her I only pussy. Read, I only read half of that quote. Uh, that's just the sexy part of the quote. He also says, oh, I'm sorry. Am I being a little graphic? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I hope you're up for a little competition. She's got a power tool in the bedroom, dear. Whoa. It's her own personal jackhammer. She could break sidewalk with that thing. Fucking what? This is a children's movie. We're talking about a vibrator. <laughs> I think I think kids should learn about sex toys from that from a very young Honestly, age. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> well, I learned, I learned about it when I was like three years still in the womb. I was mm. still fermenting. Ew. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a kid and you need to know the basics on double entendres, this is your jam. <laughs> because Robin Williams, literally in that dinner scene, he just goes off on this whole like soliloquy of just sex talk i wrote down one the only one i wrote down was going down payment (laughs) (laughs) first of all kudos hunter on nailing the best ones (laughs) yeah it's also that whole sequence is sort of implying that like he hasn't gotten laid yet by sally field and he bought her this jewelry so he could finally fuck her Mm -hmm. they've been together a while man i I hope he's I, well, Sally Field is so horny for him. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I clocked is like scene one. It's we're getting a it's, divorce. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe not scene one, but like scene one between Robin and Sally. Well, Because scene one, he's a fucking shithead. Yeah, he's just like, I'm going to bring literally a zoo to the house. Hey, I'm um, going to quit my we, job. Maybe you did you think that maybe he's an epic dad? Well, no, here's the thing is that I wonder, did he buy that zoo? Oh, he did not. He rented it. It was yeah, on lease. Don't, yeah, that's the problem. Now, yeah. if he or the colloquial we yeah. would have bought a zoo. Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you can't just buy a zoo. You have to buy a house so, that just so happens to have a zoo stop. attached to it. Yeah. So one thing that I, I had totally forgotten about this movie, I hadn't seen this since I was a wee boy is that we open with probably like five minutes of him doing VO for a, for a, like a 1950s style. Yes. I taught, oh, I taught putty tack cartoon. So he's good. like playing himself. He's doing a miraculous job. He's doing all the voices with no cuts. He's switching characters. And meanwhile, like his boss is like, you can't put another line in like you piece where this is costing us studio hours. It's like no one else could do all these voices at once. First of all. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, animation directors, they they give them pushback. This is a thing. I you know, it does show like that opening scene is like, man, it almost is too bad that Robin Williams is as famous and as talented as he is, because otherwise he would have just been like the best voice actor ever. Yeah, he would have right. just been like yeah. Mel Blank. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> there's no reason why you can just be Frank Welker if you wanted to. Um, so this movie comes out in 1993. And this kind of kickstarts a little bit of like the run that Robin goes on. Cause like a money run. Yeah. Cause Aladdin, I think you could say is part of that, but we don't see his face in that movie. So I think it's like, I don't know. Like what, what do you think, Javi? Would you classify Aladdin as like a Robin Williams movie? Cause it kind of is, but it, you know, we don't see his face. I feel like it starts with this movie really. I like when I, I haven't seen the movie in a while, but when I think Aladdin, like Genie for sure, right. is like either the first thing I think of or neck and neck with Aladdin. So it's hard who not is, to. Who is named Aladdin? So that's really tough beat for our guy. Sorry, Pretty Scott bad, yeah. <laughs> Just give it to the blue guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, we're after this one, like we start to get into like the real, the real heavy hitters, but like, I, f- I feel like everything up until this point, you know, this, I don't know, guys, like I, I really like this movie. I enjoy it for what it is, but like, it's one of those movies where it's like, it only works because it's Robin Williams. It's, mm. it's an example of, uh, and we'll get to like some of the things some of the 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 aspects of this film that like would not fly in uh 2022 yeah, just like, America just like one or two <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, definitely but like this is just one of those things like it could only have happened in 1993 with Robin Williams for sure um and it works just because of that i think if you do it with any other actor or at any other time period it falls apart and i think it works yeah. just because it's like right star at the right time um and it's just an example of like the star power that robin had at this point in his career he was like kind of unstoppable yeah. you know with a movie like because you you have to be on board with him doing a lot of really dumb bad things right <laughs> you have to are you have to already like him because the movie isn't giving you a ton of things to love up front like you you know obviously he's lovable he's written to be lovable but the script doesn't do a good enough job. And lo- it, they're very lucky that Robin is doing the job he's doing. He, he's carrying the weight of like, why, why do I not want this guy to go to jail? This movie was the number two highest grossing movie worldwide of the Whoa. year. Yeah. Behind yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. We used to be a society. Isn't that's insane. Like <laughs> it's because of Robin Williams. Like there, there's movie? nothing else about this movie other than him that you know could make it be that massive of a hit, right? I definitely that's definitely true, and I think that's a really good point. Like when I think about this movie, and I had a similar thought too. Like if this movie came out now, like there's this whimsy tied behind all the dark stuff that goes on. Like now, like a lot of media lives in cringe. I would love to see a modern take on that because there would be so much to play with. But this movie, if they made it this tone. Like today, it would just be like an Oscar bait movie. It would just said pretty much have been done, you know? Yeah. It's Eddie it's- Redmayne is Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it's marriage story. Um, this is also kind of <laughs> this is like right in the middle of a little bit of a run for our guy Chris Columbus, too. So this is right after Home Alone. So he has Home Alone in 1990. Well, no, what you gotta start in uh 1492 though. Yeah. <laughs> when he did sail the ocean blue. But then he went in this house. Doing a Christopher stuff. Columbus is a hero. <laughs> he just and that's final. <laughs> yeah. Forget about it. He also um, he wrote Gremlins one. Yeah, like, he wrote Gremlins. But then he so he directed Home Alone. Uh, and then Home Alone two is in ninety two. Then Mrs. Doubtfire in ninety three. Nine months, which I believe Robin Williams is also in that movie. And then Bicentennial Man ninety nine. Oh, we'll talk about Sorcerer's Stone, <laughs> Chamber of Secrets, Rent, Fuck. going all the way up until the uh, early I to forgot mid two thousands. He does the first two. Oh yeah, yeah. and then he, he continues to produce beyond that. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's involved. He, uh, he does then, Azkaban. I mean, and then you know he takes his hiatus, works on his passion projects: Percy Jackson, The Olympians, The Lightning Thief, uh, Pixels. Wow. Good so let's him. have a comeback for Chris Columbus now. Uh, real real quick before we get away from box office land, since I have the page pulled up, who wants to guess the rest of the top five? And so the year is 1993. So number one, Jurassic Park, then Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm just going to Google 1993. Movies. What's, what's number three? You <laughs> um, want to take a crack at it? How, how much money did number three make? 
Um, are we talking dom- domestic or worldwide? Which is number is number at? three Schindler's List? Schindler's List is in the top five worldwide. It's that's, at number four. Wow. That's insane that we lived in a world where Schindler's List was one of the highest grossing movies. What about uh, Philadelphia? Um, Philadelphia is number nine worldwide. Okay. Uh, Adam's Family Values. Is that on there? Yo, I don't see it on here. Oh, okay. Gilbert Grape. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you a clue. I did not kill my wife. Yo, I love the fugitive. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. That ninety three is that's a great huge. that movie. Oh, nice uh, fun fact invented uh, the TNT network. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the dad movie network. What a what a time! Jurassic Park, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh man, and the fugitive were the highest grossing movies of the year. And uh, Hunter's most rewatchable movie of all time, Shinless. Shinless Got to mm-hmm. give that a shout out. Mm-hmm. Also, The lifetime. Firm. The, yeah, I was going to ask if The Firm was high up there because this is. People love The Firm. They just <laughs> needed to go to the movies to see The Firm. Is that a Grisham? Yeah, with Tom it Cruise. Yeah, dude, it's, it's t- 93 Tom Cruise could not miss. Yeah. Um, Sleepless in Seattle's got to be high up there, yeah. right? Where's yeah. that? That's number five to me. That's number five. Okay. Ooh. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be I right. just saw that movie like oh. this year. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking incredible. It's a killer. Rudy got to be up there. Rudy did well, right? <laughs> I, I'm trying to flip back between domestic and worldwide, but I don't, I don't, yeah, really I don't see think, it I don't think Rudy now. brings an international audience. See, Sleepless was- is, is number five domestic, but worldwide, it just didn't hit. Like people around the globe needed <laughs> dinosaurs. And Robin Williams. <laughs> Dinosaurs are universal. Well, so the thing is with Robin Williams, it's kind of something that we've touched on that I think we touched on early in this whole series is that one of the reasons why Robin Williams kind of translated so well is because he has a very like, it, it's pop culture driven as humor, but it's also very physical. Yeah. And physical humor translates across cultures. Yeah, he do voice. It's undeniable. He do funny voice. He look funny. That's true. People see that I, and they're like, oh, I know Reagan. I see that man on, on the news. Yeah. And some of the funniest parts of this movie are like the physical comedy too. Cause even seeing like Robin Williams freak out in the kitchen multiple times, like yeah, I still laugh a bunch. It's, just, it's <laughs> yeah. classic. I mean, just like he's trying to like jump back and forth between like face on, face off. My my favorite thing about him in this movie is he whenever he's changing and like someone is in the other room, he feels the need to fill every moment with him speaking in character voices <laughs> yeah. when he could just change quietly instead of i'll be right out oh, here, I'm, oh you guys know that about me though queen. every time that i'm getting dressed i want to let you know like underwear's on <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. left sock is up hunter will be right out <laughs> it, okay so this social worker woman <laughs> she knows like right away like come on no he's oh, just yeah. like he's got something going on no well my question is more so because she says like oh there's an older woman living with him she comes to be a sister you know that like sally fields is ratting him out to the social worker and she's just being like he doesn't have a sister mm-hmm. so then Us. the social worker is like damn this guy got single he's just like trying to just get with this old lady man like yeah. that's it he's trying to rock the fucking <laughs> let's rock go. the grave that a little looks bit exactly like him that's pretty hot. Look, we've all had that like arrested development moment in our lives where we just want to like have sex with somebody who's the same as us. Wait, hold, hold on a second. How how tall was Robin Williams? Because Mrs. Doubtfire looks she's like six tall. seven. She's I mean, basically a left tackle for the 49ers. She's wearing heels. It's Robin know? was five seven. <laughs> wow. Robin uh, Mrs. Doubtfire looks like at least six one. Damn. That's wild. 
Um, like she's he does. got some stilettos on. She's yeah, a she's big boy. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that true. bus driver. She he he wanted to get with Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, a lot of time. that going on. Go, justice for the the bus driver. We <laughs> need we need to set them up. He fucks with the hairy legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, you saw that. He wasn't turned off immediately. Yeah, he likes that Mediterranean look. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> he he knows what's going on. <laughs> I think he look, knows, he knows was, everything. Here's the thing: is that it was 1993. I guess 1992. If we're being uh, technical with this. So you're saying like that is like a long time ago, different time and place. But San Francisco was ahead of the curve. All right. Uh, yes. San, like you San couldn't have, you couldn't have set Mrs. Doubtfire in like Topeka or else he's just getting shot. Right. Like Mrs. Doubtfire is dying. Yeah. Then you have um, <laughs> boys don't cry. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so I have a couple notes about that because that's that's one of the things about this movie that like it's kind of icky. Of course. Like, dude looks like a yeah. The the song is prominently featured in the film. It it must have been in the commercials for it. Yeah. Okay. So I actually okay. So I actually wrote this down. So because I I could not believe my ears when I heard this song (laughs) in the movie. And then I I just wrote down in my notes, like, oh my fucking god, this needle drop. But then I went on a bit of a Wikipedia uh, wormhole. And like, if you go to the Wikipedia article for Dude Looks Like a Lady, there's a blurb that talks about Mrs. Doubtfire. And this is what it says. In 1993, the song was prominently featured in the film Mrs. Doubtfire during a montage of the main character bonding with his family in disguise as a woman. The song was also used in the film's TV ads. Yeah. Randy Mayhem Singer the writer of Mrs. Doubtfire credits Dude Looks Like a Lady as one of the most important songs ever written (laughs) and as the direct influence for writing the script. Wait, so this man was just hanging out. It was in 1987. No, no, no. no. This is a woman. Randy is a woman. Okay. So she was just like, Went to the store, picked up permanent vacation on vinyl in 1987. It was putting it on. It was just like, dude looks like a lady came on. It was like, hold everything and just started getting out a pen and a piece of paper and just writing. Just what fucking if, no. couldn't stop her. <laughs> what, if they, what if a dude were to look like a lady? I've never thought of this. She was quoted as saying that without dude likes like a lady, there would there would not be Mrs. Doubtfire. Wow. Um, big so, shoes. Man, Steven Tyler. <laughs> the influence. Yeah. A revolutionary. If he didn't look like a lady, there might not be Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Uh, and Steven Tyler was so good in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's other things in this Wikipedia page for the song that like really point to controversy around it. Like a, apparently Caitlyn Jenner said that it was like her anthem. Like there, there's just like weird. This is just not the kind of song that would play today at all well, but duh. it was it was huge it was huge to the point where it was used in the marketing for this movie <laughs> it's crazy how much it's changed because well, there's yeah. even even like the the subtle trans panic throughout the movie like even yeah. like when she's calling or when daniel is calling his wife about the ad and one of his like absolutely no-go babysitters was just a woman 
who used to be a man. Yeah, and I she was says, tough. literally, yikes. Which yeah, is yeah. Exactly just like what hangs up the fucking phone. She's like, well, absolutely not. Or yeah. when it, his son watches him pee in the yeah. bathroom, yeah. and it's, it's like, I like, need to call I, the police. I have call to the kill right now. I have to Mrs. Kill Doubtfire has a penis. We need <laughs> like, to shoot her on site. That is a woof. Yeah. Also, yeah. And then also he's when he knows it, he knows it's his own dad, and he's like, I, I can't hug you quite yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a guy thing. Chris, yeah. Chris is MAGA. <laughs> I, I will say that moment though, when they realize that he's under the makeup, that is one of the best moments in the movie. That mm -hmm. it the, despite the ickiness like that happened two seconds before, I like that they don't drag that out further because it's mm -hmm. like at that point you're just like, let's Let's get to the point where they find out. So it, it it sounds weird to say in a movie like this where a dad their dad is literally covered in like 50 pounds of prosthetics that this movie is like a smart movie, but it kind of does follow the logic that it establishes for itself in a really yeah. smart way where it's just like, okay, we'll move past the fact that like you can't none of you can recognize that this is like your husband of 14 years or like this is your dad we'll move past that fact once we accept that reality we can kind of work in the parameters of what would be realistic in this world my guy robin is going to want to fucking take down his take down his stockings as soon as he gets a chance and let those bad boys let those hairy boys breathe <laughs> hairy. they know like hey you two are older. You're all you're both like 13, 15. Y'all can keep a secret. We can't tell the five-year-old because like she's incapable of keeping a secret. Like that's a smart storytelling yeah. choice. Cause in real life, it's like, do you know how much fucking little kids talk? Like that kid's just like blabbing in that's two daddy. minutes. Yeah. She's a little cutie pie. Isn't that Matilda? It's Matilda. Yeah. 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 It's Mara Wilson. Mara, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Just good kid acting all around in this movie. Yeah. Chris Columbus, Legend. good director. That's why they get, gave him Harry Potter. Yeah, he knows how to direct yeah. kids. Um, so, okay. So I, I want to backtrack to like the very beginning of the movie real quick because yeah. I, I wanted to ask you something, Javi. So we have a Lost Boy to Neverland episode of this podcast on the movie Hook that <laughs> I fucked up the recording and nobody heard except us. Wow, I forgot. It's Lost to the Bowels of Time forever. And That's in that episode, cool. we... Have you ever seen that movie, by the way, Hook? I think I, I saw it, part of it like a long time ago, but I haven't seen okay. it in its entirety. So, you, well, you know the, the premise is Robin Williams plays Peter Pan, right? Right, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in that movie, at the beginning of the movie, Robin plays a dad, just much like in this movie. And in yeah. that movie, Peter Pan as a dad is portrayed to be like the worst dad ever. He has very important papers and very important <laughs> phone calls. He's an actuary. And he's like, don't you understand the risk of throwing a baseball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking annoying. And I could Stop. not help but think about that at the beginning of this movie where Robin is like an epic fun dad. And he just makes Peter Pan look like Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> like he's such a good like fun dad later on we find out a little too fun he's a bad dad <laughs> he's a bad oh no dad. yeah he's a classic dad he like end up going to therapy about because you're like god my dad's like my best friend you know how you <laughs> it's know? Like, well, he's not yeah. your dad though so. my dad is that an been old nice scottish lady <laughs> <laughs> here's how you know that he's a really bad dad is he goes and picks up the kids from school 
and he's like they're like oh aren't you working i thought you couldn't pick us up he's like no i got off early and his daughter immediately says oh you got fired yeah his little <laughs> his five-year-old daughter is just like yeah that means fired it's, it, yeah it's just like like he cannot he all he does is funny voice and he can't keep that job he he's offended by a cartoon smoking a cigarette and then when he's quitting he does a gandhi impersonation and walks out the door oh man this whole (laughs) intro is like lightning quick too because when that first scene when he's picking up his kids it's like impression 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 (laughs) it's just all impressions yeah this whole movie is like an impression reel for him he does Mm. all of his voices whenever he goes to the unemployment office it's literally just a super cut (laughs) of the that's the robinism it's so good yeah yeah yeah. it's incredible i just was like give me like 45 more minutes of these bits. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I do voices. So he's doing like what seems like a pretty decent production cartoon, and he doesn't have an agent. Obviously, he goes to a normal unemployment office, and he says, "I do voices." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how the he doesn't know how anything works. Yeah, this is a grown ass man with three children. He's a dead, and yeah, and yet he does like. Or get a petting zoo to come over, like with like like a moment's <laughs> notice, because he wasn't planning on. No, well, did out you of work see early. it's it's petting zoo on the go? Mm. It's a mobile <laughs> petting yeah. zoo. Oh, they come okay. to yeah. you. So, so Javi, what did you think of like this this opening chunk? When because like we said earlier, it it introduces the divorce, like pretty much the first interaction that we get with Sally Field. So it's like, did you think that the movie does a good job of like setting all of that up with like? how he is as a dad and then what leads to the the whole divorce i think it does it does a decent job it's like mostly efficient like you get the whole background on robin williams you spend all that time with him in the beginning before sally fields even comes into play so you definitely get more of his side but i'm watching that scene all the animals are there and like damn i would not want to clean that up so it's like you feel her pain <laughs> and she is <laughs> like she the goat eats her begonias you know and that would piss me <laughs> off <laughs> She the says it to the goat's yeah. face. She's yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a pony <laughs> too, right? Was that a goat or a pony? Um, there's both in this inside of this house. Okay, there's there's both, so there are multiple like, animals. There's both mainstays of your, yeah. your regular like on the go petting zoo. Right, right, yeah. right. What about? I'm really upset that you guys didn't get me an on the go petting zoo for my last birthday. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like what the that's fuck was that? Well, that's because that's inhumane. I I do want to ask you. Peter called on us as as to Javi. I don't know. Are, I don't know if your parents are divorced or not. But I do want to ask: Does this go on the Mount Rushmore of divorced parents movies? Um, I mean, you got to tell me. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, does it go up there with like Marriage Story and Kramer versus Kramer? Sure. Um, I don't you know, think so. But <laughs> that's so funny because I literally had those two movies in mind. Like at, at starting the movie, I thought, "Wow, I wish I'd seen Kramer versus Kramer" because I feel like that's going to be like a nice a gauge <laughs> yeah. for this. <laughs> but I yeah, definitely Dun- saw Marriage Story. No. Yeah, Dustin, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman comes in as Tootsie. Yeah, he's just like I Robin Tootsie. Williams also abused Sally Fields like. <laughs> Hoffman, like Dustin Hoffman abused Meryl Streep on the set of Kramer versus so Kramer. I googled divorce movies. The first one that pops up is House of Gucci. Oh, <laughs> is divorce okay. is, is House of wow. Gucci on the divorced parents Mount yeah. Rushmore? Let's go, baby. Yeah. Spoilers for House of Gucci, but um, spoilers for real life. Gucci family didn't exactly make it out okay. Adam Driver, not uh, not the uh, the winner on that that mm. divorce. I really the weird thing it's hard to make a divorced parents hall of fame because like three of the four are just bomb back movies like squid and the whale is also Mm. just on there and it's like well are we just doing I guess it's like boyhood on there 
<laughs> I don't want to put blame it on anything. Well, I I was thinking about marriage story when the social worker comes. That whole scene where he's like fumbling around, changing back and forth from Robin to Doubtfire. I was like, this is Adam Driver cutting his wrist open in marriage story. <laughs> like he, he got this energy from this scene. And all I could think about was like, lady, either you're the worst social worker ever, or you know exactly what's going on and you're just letting it happen. I think she is just bad. <laughs> I think I, she doesn't care. Do you know how much... Do you know how much social workers have to do and how little they get paid? I right. think that that's the thing. It's just letting it slide. <laughs> I would think she has it more together, except for the point where, uh, like, Mrs. Doubtfire is literally dripping meringue into her tea. And she's like, oh, well, I guess <laughs> I should try some, that, too. <laughs> that was fucking insane. Well, I, I think there's so many moments in this movie where it's just like, the it's just a wacky movie. Like, yeah. you're not meant to actually hold any level of realism yeah. to any of these moments 10 plot yeah. holes in mrs doubtfire <laughs> <laughs> like fucking like cinemistance just being like you know pausing it yeah. at the very beginning like none of this would ever happen <laughs> the end yeah. number five transphobia <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I mean that's that's the thing is like you could write like a think piece on like the horrors of revisiting Mrs. Doubtfire in 2022. And like, I don't know. I, I feel like I like I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just I don't fucking care. Like, it's I, yes, this movie wouldn't get made anymore. Maybe that's good that it doesn't get right. made anymore. But it's also like, like we said at the top, this is a Robin Williams staple. Like, like you're not like this is one of Robin Williams most iconic performances. It's also not like egregious. It's not. I, he's I, not playing it. The thing is that he's not playing it in, I don't want to say in not an offensive way because I'm not in the place to kind of make a statement like that, but he's not playing like playing up the trans aspect for laughs. Right. He's, yeah. if anything, he's like making fun of like old British women. Right. And but it, also, it's I, about damn time someone took them down a peg. I, the way I see it is <laughs> the it's, crown, it's we're more, looking at you. It's more drag than anything. And drag, mm -hmm. drag is different than, than, you know, transsexuality mm -hmm. like that's those are two i mean obviously like there's got there's some overlap but those are two completely different things and this is what he's doing is more so drag and that in the 90s i feel like that was already like more of a established cultural uh reference point for people to grab onto obviously like for like, yeah yeah point. obviously like we've come a long way since 93 uh in terms of like accepting trans people in society but they've always been there and i'm sure that like trans people watch this movie in 1993 and they're like you know i don't know how i feel about this but i don't think that's what the movie is going for it's not trying to play into that space it's more so drag but at least that's how i see it um you might but there there are specific moments where it's like actively there are jokes where it's like actively yeah. like trying to go I, in that direction so here's the thing is that yeah. i think that robin williams kind of diffuses a lot of the tension a lot yeah. of the like anxiety that would come around a role like that because robin williams is just like a naturally silly guy not to jump ahead to like the uh the recasting couch but there's a big one who was originally offered the role of daniel hilliard hilliard um mrs doubtfire do you know who it is 
There's a couple. I, I know the original one that they had in mind because this was based on a book or a short story or something like that. And the writer of that book was like involved in the pre-production mm-hmm. and they wanted Warren Beatty. Yeah, Warren Beatty, <laughs> which that's weird, but that's not as bad as the the other one that I saw who actually got offered the role and denied it is Tim Allen. Oh, if, so if Tim Allen is Mrs. Doubtfire, this movie is fucking canceled because of everything <laughs> surrounding what we know about yeah. Tim Allen as a human being who's just oh like a rotten fucking person. Because, right. <laughs> you know, Republicans are actually the minority and they're actually right. the most white oppressed. Men. White men are so oppressed yeah. in Hollywood these yeah. days. Fuck Tim Allen. Um, but you can't even like accidentally electrocute yourself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You can't do a Nixon impression through a lobster anymore. <laughs> just can't. You can't even say like uh anymore. Uh, you guys might be stoked to know that Mrs. Doubtfire is coming back to Broadway in a new show. Have you guys really? seen this? So they 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 had a run of it that shut down when the pandemic hit. I see. Yeah, and it hasn't come back has it I, th- I saw a web page it says they're coming back april 14th so all Yo, those okay. broadway kids out there yeah it is i saw i was looking at the cast it looks like they diversified a little bit i'm sure they had to there change some of the story but as far as like coming back to the story in modern times i guess there's something there you know what i mean but uh for the most part for the time there was mostly tasteful about it at least Mo- they, but yeah mostly credit to robin williams because it could well yeah yeah i it, it this role in the wrong hands more than even like the director here this if you give this lead role in the wrong hands it just it gets icky <laughs> and more so than like just kind of looking at it from a 2022 yeah. lens it's just it's tough movies like this it's hard to it, it puts you in a tough place where like you can't help but think about things in like the twitter sphere in the way that yeah. you know for lack of a better term, like kind of woke culture that we are in now, but also like you do kind of have to have a little bit of separation because right. that's just not, this was probably at the at the time seen as a pretty progressive film. Right. Like in 1993, it's like, oh man, they really, they went there. They like yeah. had a person, a drag, a person in drag was Main the lead character. of the movie. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> We don't need to spend a bunch of time defending this movie. The movie actually <laughs> did pretty well, so I don't think that it, it's uh, in trouble. Well, right now. It, it's not defending. I think it's just like examining why there's something about it that feels off. I know we're just, but I feel, also I feel like you can still watch it. Yeah, the thing is, I feel like we're talking about a discourse that I've never seen before. I'm, I've, I, I've, I saw have this have on Letterboxd before. No, I don't think it's about this. a discourse. I think it's just like. I just felt it watching the movie. Oh, it's not about the discourse. Yeah, I yeah. Mm-hmm. This th- we could say this about like a lot of movies. Just like yeah, you watch and you're like, wow, things were very different, right? Extremely, <laughs> and now they're different than that, and that's better. It, but but I think I think with this movie specifically, I think what makes it special is that you can still watch it. It it hasn't like completely disintegrated because of yeah. the way our culture has shifted you know it's like there's something about and maybe you know maybe 10 years from now things will be even more different but i i feel like the robin factor in this movie is enough to keep it somewhat timeless even if there are things about it that feel off 
you can still look at it and be like, okay, as a Robin Williams movie and as a, you know, powerhouse comedic performance, it still has value. Even if like there are some things that are just like kind of off about it. Um, and it's, you know, you just have to, you just have to see it in, in both. You have to be able to hold two things at once, you know, yeah, I think. For sure. Um, it's definitely, I just couldn't help but thinking about it, but yeah. uh, it just matters that I can enjoy the movie still. So I'm glad for that, at least. Speaking of Switching the, um, gears, uh, I, oh, sorry. I mean to bust off your transition with another transition. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to, I was just going to talk about this canceled sequel. Did you see this on the Wikipedia? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just speaking of the um, the Broadway play, that's another thing that like they were trying to get off the ground. And obviously, it died when Robin died, but they were trying to to do a part two. Like, what, what is would, part two? That's right. Like, is, is he gonna like come back and like try and save the marriage at this point? I have it. Wait a minute. It goes this, to the UK. No, they <laughs> wanted they wanted to follow the kids to college. They wanted like Mrs. Doubtfire to. <laughs> to be like their college, <laughs> like dorm. No, why? <laughs> no, what? Well, that's such a bad idea. Thank God they didn't make that. That sounds like like that sounds like the fucking Aladdin Return of Jafar of Mrs. Well, Doubtfire. apparently, according to this cancel sequel section on Wikipedia, they had that was one of the ideas, and they like scrapped it because they couldn't make it work and they had another idea that they were going to move forward with the year that robin williams passed away mm. and then things fall apart um i do you if there's a sequel can we make it about how like pierce brosnan redemption story about how he comes back <laughs> and actually he becomes like the dream dad without having to uh dress up as like another person he wants to, to win the hearts yeah. over of both like the wife and also their children he wants to connect with these kids because, like, they just love their dad so much more than him. So he starts dressing up like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I want to talk. Pierce Brosnan is he's like just the most pure soul. He's hot. What yeah, ladies? Rich as hell. What? Yeah, exactly. He's fucking loaded. Like, there's literally nothing wrong with Pierce Brosnan in this movie. Why didn't they make him like? more unlikable it was like been, it kind of it kind of was appalling at one point in the movie i was like i hope that this doesn't work out for robin williams because pierce brosnan is just like a wholesome good guy like i just, just want i just wanted to work out for him. i guess it's just weird because this movie is already such a family movie and like in in family movies you make the villain a villain like you don't need to make it someone who's like actually good and like it's a complicated situation yeah um well in some ways like sally field is almost the villain depends on like what baggage you're bringing into the robin movie. williams yeah. is the villain of this movie by far yeah. sally field is a fucking mom who has a deadbeat piece of shit husband yeah. who yeah. is psychologically terrorizing no, but, her but family hear me psychologically out. is a child you like could, could not ever grow up you could go into this movie thinking that robin williams is an epic fun dad and she's just a drag on the fun and like she's just trying to make everything so boring well, that's the, the that's like the problem with this movie is because if you're a kid of course you feel yeah. that way meanwhile like they would just be homeless without her <laughs> yeah. it's like what the fuck do you want her to do wow you're working all the time mom you're never here <laughs> what are you doing at work <laughs> such a career woman so progressive is is sally fields the peter pan of this story yeah 
Oh, damn. Yeah, okay. she has very important papers. Important they do. Papers. Yeah. Well, so later on, they do a good job of evening out. And this that's when we get some like decent pathos with this couple when uh, because a lot of the dialogue between Doubtfire and uh, and Sally Field is very like it's just Doubtfire being like, wow, your your husband seems like an incredible guy. Like, fuck. Um, which that that's annoying but like there's a scene where they're sitting down together and like sally field is really opening up about like what went wrong to doubtfire and like it, yeah. that that's like there was like some true emotion in that yeah. scene i that's, really liked it that's one of the things that i i'm so happy because i hadn't i've seen this movie like bits and pieces of it on just tv and everything on cable, freeform but on freeform uh, of course um but I hadn't actually like sat down and watched the whole movie in like years, years, probably since I was in like middle high school or so. And I couldn't really remember. I thought that they stayed divorced, but I couldn't really remember it. And I'm so happy that they don't end up back together. Yeah, the, the, this the movie. button at the Thank end. Thank God yeah. they don't. That would have sucked. That honestly would have just like lowered the movie. And man, it's just like, ah, and everything all ended up working out. They, okay. they, they stay together, but he has to be Mrs. Delph. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he has to, I'll get he out can't, the jackhammer. He has to peg. He can't <laughs> he can't use his equipment. Um there's one. This is really off topic. There's one ADR like voiced voiced in joke that I'm obsessed with from this movie because it's very clearly added in post. It's like a Robin Williams line. And it's like, why? It's such a bad fucking joke. It's when uh, Doubtfire is first meeting the kids and they're kind of being bratty. He throws the remote into the fish tank. Do you remember this? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and he says, and then there's this, you can tell it's voiceover. It's like a different microphone and it, it goes, the only thing you'll be watching is deep CNN. Oh my God. I remember that joke because I was, I clocked oh. that and I was like, that's, why bad joke. And it's ADR. Yeah. It's not even like an improv. Like, why did they put that? Do in you the think movie? that Robin was like, guys, I'm sorry. I know that we feel we finished filming. I came up with something. Yeah. I gotta get this out Deep there. CNN? Deep CNN. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> you know, you know, I just got that joke just now. It's because, not funny. Because it, I when, I, when I saw the movie, I was like, all I thought it was like, oh yeah, they're just gonna do a CNN deep dive. Yeah, well, I googled it to see if back then there was like a, a, a second CNN channel called Deep CNN, yeah, just and there's deep not. Sea, no, no, but it's Deep Sea because no, no, he threw remote into the into the fish tank. They're they're just they're just gonna stare at the TV and they're gonna go deep into. CNN. I just I was just I was I paused the movie to look this up because I was like disgusted. <laughs> I was just the when, 90s thing. It was just the people did that in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. People <laughs> over in the my 90s loved CNN. It was like the greatest thing they've ever. Yeah, like, you're just oh like busy God. like watching what's happening in Iraq. Yeah, um, yeah. Wolf Blitzer just... doing his thing. Was it like uh, Larry King? Yeah, was, oh is Wolf Blitzer? When does Wolf Blitzer join the CNN? For? Probably. Yeah, I mean it's Larry King mostly. Yeah, not I, I like ninety-two. AC, I feel like it's too early for Wolf. AC's in there, right? A young AC. Anderson oh, Cooper. Probably. I was thinking more like late nineties is. Mostly the king. Um, <laughs> I I wanted before we get into the the categories, I wanted to ask you one one more thing, Javi. So we're talking about the um the drama of this movie. Do you feel like that works well? Like the whole divorce drama of it all? Because I feel like this movie spends a lot of time on that. It. I feel like it doesn't go too deep for like a kids movie. It does hit pretty hard. I'm just like, damn. Yeah, there's like everything court scenes. Yeah, there's like high stakes. He's like, wow, if because he when he his kids see him peeing in that scene, 
like they're literally threatening to call the cops. It's like, all right, you guys keep my secret because if mom finds out, the only way I'll see you is through plexiglass. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. So this is that yeah. movie right now. The last time you'll see me is in a fucking casket. <laughs> deep CNN. <laughs> <laughs> Investigate deep CNN. <laughs> Damn it. You're like right though, Abby. Like there is like there is some good emotional weight in some of the divorce stuff. That's why like I brought it up like half joking of is this on the divorce parents yeah. hall of fame? Because there is like there are some like emotionally resonant yeah. moments. And the acting's Even, good. It's yeah. Really good. Yeah. It turns out Robin Williams and Sally Fields are two fucking good actors. Yeah. Who would have thought? Like there's yeah. one scene where um it's in like the third act of the movie where they're kind of talking about like it's whenever Sally Field shows up to the Doubtfire set. It's a scene that in a lot of movies, it's the one where she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize all the mistakes I've done. Please come back home. And like we don't get that. Instead, we get a point where it's like the beginning of a fight with each other. It's the beginning of like a we like are rehashing all these kind of pent up feelings and aggression that we haven't gotten out. And they're just like, all right, no, stop. We're in the past. We're done with it. Mm -hmm you want to see your kids. You need to see your kids. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's kind of, that's a very adult thing to have in a family movie is kind of something yeah. like that. That is more complex. Yeah. I also, uh, props to the judge for at least having somewhat of a fucking head on his shoulders. Unlike right. the social worker where he's like, Hey, uh, I, <laughs> I cannot allow this... you to ever be near your children. <laughs> you, know what, yes, you know what Robin says in his, his final monologue plea, to like to get access to his kids. One thing that he says is, I'm addicted to my children, sir. <laughs> hey, sick man. Hey, buddy. That's, yeah, that's, maybe you should have hired a lawyer. I'm sorry. That's, you know? that's how you never see your kids again. <laughs> this well, is how you have a lawyer. He like turns to his lawyer and he's like, Isn't there like a standard? Well, I that's object? the that's the first time. The second time the second... He, he represents himself. Oh, yeah. This okay. is why you don't that. represent yourself in court, guys. I'm addicted to my children. <laughs> he was. So upset he fired uh, us. Me up, yeah. Judge. Um, I so like for all like the good acting and good character moments we get, I it it became repetitive for me um when Doubtfire is just being so like brazenly and openly like, oh, let's talk about your husband. Sounds like a guy like I love your husband, I hate Pierce Brosnan. Like he there's so much of that in this yeah. movie. Of, of him just it's the same beat over and over yeah again. um yeah. and it's just, i was just getting like mad at him like i was just like dude you have to be like less <laughs> yeah. thirsty for your family yeah. right like you're being too obvious um couple other things because before we like get to categories and everything else one we got to talk about Har harvey firestein yeah oh, he, yep. he owns so that's hard. the brother uncle frank yeah he's, <laughs> he's, he's just like he's a very good actor like he he's one of the only like he has like two or three scenes. He feels like a real person. Like he feels like a, a just like a real dude in this movie. You I know? I just I love how like uh, Uncle Frank and who is it? It's Aunt. G is it Aunt Jack? Is that who the other person is? I can't remember. Um, but just like they're uh, um, um, Robin Williams brother and his uh, his lover and like they're kind of they just do like prosthetics and makeup and everything do not bat a fucking eye at the whole process of this <laughs> he says make me a woman and he yeah. says thank god yeah. and, then, and then his his face gets run over by a truck and he's like I need another one yeah right away sir <laughs> and you know. Our guy Harvey Firestein is like, don't worry. I knew this was going to happen. I got another one on deck for you. Right, right. Just, just a place of total solace for Robin Williams to just hang back, just be enabled, no criticism. Yeah. He says, 
yeah, I, I want to do something crazy, illegal and morally bankrupt and just like <laughs> lie to everyone I love and really, you know, put myself at risk. And, and his brother was like, all there. Like you a, brought me in on this? They yes. do a musical number. They like sing to oh the camera. God, they rock. That was so <laughs> it's good. really fun and cute. I love True. that. Well, because they need to figure out like who this character is going to be. They don't get to doubt fire immediately. They go, you get to see a little bit of the process of like, all right, who exactly like are you going to embody to like actually sell this? Yeah. And they land on someone that looks exactly like Robin Williams just Mm. as an old lady. (laughs) They they Uh, had their little Spider-Man learning his superpowers. (laughs) (laughs) Which was very funny because when he called Sally Field, he had the voice down. Okay. But when I wanted to talk about this, it's like, You've been with this man for 14 years. They say 14 <laughs> years of marriage. Like, are you, is that how absent you are in this marriage, Sally? Mm. Um, There's no way that that comes out of like whole cloth. That he's definitely done that voice around her before. He's done it every voice. It's it's more of a- He a, does voices. It's a testament to how do darn talented he is in this world, you know? Yeah, but also mm. if you're married to a man for 14 years, it don't matter how many voices he's trying on you. Like, you know his voice. Come on. Um, Come on, Sally. She, Yeah, <laughs> she's, like, very stupid. Um, yeah. Which is crazy because of how successful she is in this movie. I would say the, prosthet- she- the prosthetics are pretty good. I could maybe forgive that, but the voice is just, you can yeah, tell. The, the prosthetics are very good. Um, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's Robin Williams. Necessarily. So, this movie won Best uh, Makeup at the Oscars. It wow. won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because it's kind of, like, about makeup yeah in a way that a lot of movies aren't like well i think the reason why it won the oscar is because of the speed of how he's applying this makeup in the climactic dinner scene at the end <laughs> yeah like what well, do you think forward scene? they uh oh man that whole scene i remember i wasn't excited about that scene because the first time I rewatched it, I was like, I don't know about this scene. I've basically seen this in like a hundred other things. The exactly, double date. Yeah. Oh, I have two days at the same time. Yeah, we the old high school musical. It's yeah, it's yeah. it is the lineal canon. Yeah, that <laughs> love concept. But watching it this time, like I just like let it let the all the chaos run, and it's pretty good. Like it's a really good scene. It is. Like, I think one thing that I think elevates it that I didn't remember is that he's fucking loaded. He's drunk as shit. Yeah, same. Like, he get he gets same. trashed really early on, and that's why he's fucking up so hard. Um, it makes it makes it make sense. It's he's something... not fucking up that hard. Oh I mean, he, no! Well, he I, literally well, he, he hears too oh, much Pierce, worse. Pierce Brosnan says, "I'm allergic to pepper." He's like, "I should kill this guy in front of my wife and kids." <laughs> yeah, I should totally kill this he is guy now. Flawlessly applying this makeup yeah. every like ten minutes. Yeah, he has a total he, bad bitch moment. He like is putting on lipstick and like sees the kitchen. He's like, oh hey, let's, let's talk about some pepper. Yeah. <laughs> he just so like clasps it and does a little cackle. Like <laughs> I love it. Let's think In through this kitchen. though. Cause he it's unlike some other movies where it's like they do like 10 transformations of bouncing back and forth. I think he does it's twice, right? It's only two times. Yeah. And on the third time, he fucks up and goes to the wrong place with the wrong makeup. Okay. So the first it time he does it, he's like sober. The second time, it's like whenever you do like three shots and you can like still like have function for like three minutes until it you're just blitzed. It all like all hits you at one yeah. time. And that's why that's also why he like so brazenly gives Brosnan the Heimlich 
Like he's giving, he's he he's like tackling him, like right. he's killing him. <laughs> that, uh, that he Pierce Brosnan swallowed a whole shrimp mm-hmm. without even thinking Cause, about chewing because there was pepper. I he's my, so he's look, so fucking white that he can't I, eat pepper. I'm saying, yeah. Which, dear God, like, just I'd fucking kill myself if I was allergic to pepper. First of all, I would if I just couldn't like enjoy flavor on yeah. anything kill me now british um, people don't have pepper they actually don't have flavor on any of their foods yeah, like, instead of pepper they use like beans it's like whenever yeah. you like are reading a recipe from like bon appetit it's like sprinkle it's like pinch of salt pinch of pepper it's like this is a giant casserole fuck off if you're buying a pinch of seasoning in here don't push um, also <laughs> pierce Brosnan, my guy you were allergic to pepper how do you not take like one look at your plate and just see like Hey, there's giant red. There's like red flakes <laughs> all over this thing. They, Little does red he crystals. Say allergy? Everywhere. I didn't. Yeah. It's yeah. He allergy. says I'm allergic to. Pepper. Okay. I thought he said yeah. like he just like has like a tummy he issue. Like, I don't like pepper. <laughs> <laughs> pepper gives me gas. I be bad. Please no. <laughs> it's crazy um, for my young brain because I did know him as Bond first, and then seeing him depicted as a villain here is like a total like mind reversal for me but i was kind of there i was kind of upset because i was like i kind of want to see him do more bond heroic stuff yeah. watching it now it's just like wow that guy was james bond that actually did this <laughs> like the time's all messed up because this was they did that first but still right but you see this and you're like man can this guy do like no wrong he looks like a bond yeah. like he you know well is he is he shirtless in that pool scene oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah you see Big he's time. got like a, he's got a great v and, of yeah and then little there. matilda's yeah. like your, your belly looks different than daddy's <laughs> uh yeah that's a weird scene where fucking doubtfire is just like chucking fruit at my guy's head yeah she got, well she gets kind of lit again she's, well, she's that's like when you were cool. saying yeah. that you What's were getting it? sick of it because it's like she, we don't need that yeah because daniel's also, a fucking alcoholic he's also, a piece of shit shouldn't be near his kids <laughs> also robin williams like in costume gets really horny for a chick that walks up to the beach bar and is like it's on me <laughs> she's, she's like ew dude he's so un- why is he so unlikable like this guy sucks I thought that was like the funniest. (laughs) He's trying to get back together with his wife and kids, and he just can't stop being horny at like a pool for like one minute. Let your wife fuck Pierce Brosnan. See, and that's in in another movie. Pierce Brosnan, whenever he goes up and talks with the other kid, the other guy, everything, he's just like, yeah, but I'm using her for her money and for I'm going to take all this thing. And then this is just like, no, I really love the little kids. Like I, this, this girl is like special. I have a connection with her. It's like, oh, what a sweet guy. Do they end up together? They don't show it, but like, it just, I guess it leaves the door open, but like, it feels like, what do we, what do we think? It feels like Brosnan's got to get out at that point I think, like he's like okay this is you guys have whenever a i see that situation <laughs> yeah when I, see I don't want to go to court that crazy ex-husband energy snooping around i'm out I'm it out is that point. actually i think one of my favorite moment in the movie is like after the the big set piece at the restaurant when him and robin williams just kind of like shake hands <laughs> like, all right well peace bro i mean if Good i game if i were pierce brosnan and i saw this old woman <laughs> <laughs> just being a weirdo i'd be like hmm yeah being there's like, something hey, here nice nice like bracelet you got you got your lady there you're gonna try to get some pussy yeah. yeah i think watching this movie now like over time i spent like a huge gap before i'd seen it like my initial time in this time so i was like thinking about it in hindsight you see like uh 
the titles either on social media saying how it's super creepy, like the messed up truth about Mrs. Doubtfire. So I was just looking for the little <laughs> the sleazy bits. Twisted. Yeah. <laughs> and how and the director actually said there could be a rated R version, but I think that's just from all the improv that Robin Williams is doing. And yeah, I, there, I saw something that said, some, yeah, that there are like three different versions of the movie because Robin like yeah. just popping off, which makes yeah, sense. Both times he drinks, he does, he just like super sleazy and, and like, he does yeah. this cackle he does it like when he's drinking at the dinner with this his new prospective boss which by the way what a caricature of just old businessman oh my god dude just I literally no about... food just drinking dude <laughs> yeah, my we'll guy talk. robert prosky this guy's just he also like sees the most insane shit in the world and is like i'm so lit off of like like four <laughs> double scotches in the last 30 minutes that like dude mrs this. doubtfire you're hired <laughs> This shit rocks. Robin Robin Williams is like, oh no, I was um I was making out with a server back there. He's like, yo, does she have like a friend? Are we gonna like get score some coke and yeah. like fuck or something? <laughs> brother. I was yeah. I, I was kind of concerned for a second. I was like, oh my god, is this movie gonna go fully off the rails right now? What's happening? He's on here? he's on loots. <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah. great guy. Um, it also fun. is it's it's a beautiful little. You know, it, it it plays into the plot very smartly how, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire gets the show and that is how the family reconnects with him because they see the show and they're like, right. oh, he loves us. He's a good guy. Um, he his entire premise of his pitch to this man was supposed to be like updating this children's programming to be like you like fresh and like cool for kids. Right. And it, the idea behind doing that is starring a really old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy was like trying to like fuck around with like dinosaur action figures. He's like, man, these kids are gonna be watching uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, they should. I gotta like, relate to them. We, we gotta have like an old lady and like one puppet. Yeah, <laughs> giving like impassioned speeches about divorce. <laughs> kids will love that so much. I have to think really like maybe funny. he did have a better idea, but just was trapped into doing That's this. A, yeah, no, exactly. He, he totally was. He he had to be because otherwise, like. It'd be crazy if he brought all that makeup there and then he was just sort of like, well, that was just one idea. Yeah, like, we can, yeah. we can do whatever. I have five more. Well, yeah, I, I'd like to believe that, like, Mrs. Doubtfire got her one episode in the, and then they canceled the show. <laughs> it's, it is, yeah. And well, it's, I mean, it's popping for weeks. And because yeah. then, yeah, when Sally Field finally shows up, like, they're like, cut, perfect. And then, you know, the exact works up. He's like, we're leading the ratings in all of fucking America. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they've been on for what, like two and a half weeks. And they're like, we want to be syndicated in every yeah. major city. Yeah. They're canceling <laughs> Power Rangers. That's the that's the sequel. Mrs. Doubtfire is like a national sensation. Mr. Ro yeah. yeah, she just becomes Mr. Rogers. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a Loquisha type deal. Yeah. Where like he has to like live oh, as. Why did you remind me? <laughs> I had, about I had eliminated the because cinematic there, film because there Loquisha. are a lot of similarities between Mrs. Doubtfire and Loquisha. That's why. Is that a cross-dressing movie? It is a uh, it like is. verbally cross-dressing <laughs> movie. Oh, because it's over an auditory Yeah, it's medium. like via like radio yeah, pretending It's about a podcast. A, <laughs> big recommend. Uh, don't watch that movie. No, Javi, do not watch Loquisha, please, dear God. Got it. Do you want to explain, explain what Loquisha is? To I the didn't even now watch at this it. point, and I am already triggered. It's it's a guy who it's this guy who's like he's like a Neil Breen, like Tommy Wiseau. He self funds all his movies and stars and directs, and he made a movie where he plays like 
a radio host who's like, man, I can't get a solid job nowadays. It's all these people of color that get them and women. So then he poses as a woman of color and like gets a sensational radio show. It's Um, the most like, it's literally the worst idea that you've ever heard in your life that actually is a real movie. My God, I have to see this now. And then there are, well, one thing that made me think about it a little bit in this, because in that movie, there are like a series of black characters whose entire role is just to be like, this is okay. Yeah, It's all right that you're doing this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It kind of reminded me of like Harvey Firestein in this movie. Being like, you know what? This is all good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> bring it. yeah, I have a boyfriend, which it. means you're it. allowed to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to bring up. That's thing. a very early '90s thing where it's like gay, trans. What's the difference? Like that's Kill such me. like a '90s, an early '90s thing because people just don't understand anything yeah. that's not cisgender. His like fucking, I, I cannot get his son out of my head, being like, "Call the cops." <laughs> <laughs> She's peeing, standing up. Jesus Call Christ. the fucking police. Kill this kid. Get the SWAT team. That that was that was a really tough moment. Yeah. I'm, I like, <laughs> yeah. I almost like paused the movie and I and had to like take a, a lap for a second because <laughs> the 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 speed at which this boy is like, we need to incarcerate. Yeah, this is And then I I wrote down the line after that. Once they they know it's him, and he goes, uh, he's like, Chris, you know, it's me, it's me. And he's like, it's okay. I just don't want to hug you or anything. Not just yet. <laughs> you can tell Jesus he's like Christ. never gonna forgive him. Like he's yeah. upset about. It. <laughs> he's like Which he I mean, shouldn't. He shouldn't ever forgive him, but not for that reason. Yeah, no, yeah. Reasons. <laughs> right. Maybe do a sit Pete next time. Mm. Ain't, yeah, ain't nobody, think, ain't nobody hurt from a well, sit Pete. Lock the, the door. No, lock the door. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like a sit Pete is just more comfortable based on the outfit that he's in. Like, yeah. you're having to hike up a lot of shit. Right. To like pee standing up with everything, like just sit no, down. I mean, he probably Pop has a, a little zipper on the skirt. Do you, did they skirt really zipper? like thought through like that much? They're like trying to make it that ergodynamic for. I mean, like, otherwise eating? he'd be doing the sit pee. Like, how could you not have a little? He's he's tucking and he's got like a little tank attached <laughs> to his ass <laughs> to make to make it big and buxom. All right, let's get to the cage gories. <laughs> yep. Cool. Good time. <laughs> the first cage glory is best Robinism. Javi, what is the best Robinism in this movie? So basically, the one moment that Robin Williams has that is the most Robin moment. In your I have opinion. to. So I'm going to go with my gut on this one because after like a decade of not seeing this movie, like when I think about it, one of the few scenes is him freaking out in the kitchen. And like his like makeup breasts, the prosthetic breasts catch on fire. Yes. He's like, I'm a woman for one day and I got off flesh. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, literally, it's just, it speaks so much to, yeah, the time, like the sense of humor, but also like, of course, like a Robin Williams classic. That's, That's such a good pick. That's a great yeah. pick. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you guys got one? Should I get mine? What's yours? I think mine is the the button at the end of that i do voices scene when uh he does a, he a hot says, dog yeah yeah so <laughs> that's my favorite i do a great so impression good. of a hot dog <laughs> she's like oh yeah let me call like the president of 21st century Fox. 
<laughs> that uh, killed what me. job does he think he's gonna I, get i think so good. i think i laughed harder than that than <laughs> anything else in the other movie in the movie i i think the only other thing that like really killed me is when uh he's telling the story about winston and he's like the drink killed him he got hit <laughs> by a guinness truck yeah that's, that's a great joke that is a genuinely amazing joke mm-hmm. It's like right out of Monty Python or something. Yeah. I just yeah. felt it. It's so good. But it's a credit all to Robin Williams. Can't take it all from Monty Python. <laughs> but also, I, right before the hot dog, he says Figaro. And I just have to mention that he's singing in Italian at the beginning of this movie. In front that's of how the movie like, starts. Yeah. yeah. Again, he's doing an incredible voice acting job. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, so I'm smoking a cig. I got to go. Yeah. That, that is like a borderline nominee right there. When he's just like simultaneously flipping back and forth between the voices. Is yeah, it's multiple characters. So, so movie. good. Oh, I would put it towards I'd put it towards the uh, <laughs> the entire uh, the entire voices scene is just like incredible. It's so good. He the, does, I do voices. Yeah, he does everything from Sean Connery to Groucho Marx to Humphrey Bogart to <laughs> don't make me smack your sweetheart. I'll do it. Nice. That's pretty good. He does. He does a little. That, that's Sean Connery. Yeah. 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 OK. Just making sure. A Reagan, Nancy and I are still looking for the other half of my head. <laughs> edgy. At the time, edgy. Yeah. That, my only complaint with that is that, like, that's so early in the movie that, like, there's nothing. Well, I don't want to say nothing, but there's there's practically nothing in the rest of the movie that matches that energy of that scene. It's like, it's almost like, let's get all the Robin stuff out of the way first. And then clear the paint well, for Mrs. Doubtfire. That's the thing is it's sort of structured like face off where like he's being yeah. a different character for like the back two thirds of it. So yeah. he can't be that fully himself unless. It, but when he is himself, he has to do like divorce drama. He can't be <laughs> zany. <laughs> I'm addicted to my children, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Say and also quaaludes, but that's my, besides the point. If my yeah. dad had said that, I would be so yeah. scared. <laughs> Your parents legitimately say, "So I'm addicted to you, <laughs> oh my God. son. I'm fucking addicted to you, man." <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> that I am calling the cops for. This is the the. I don't know. It's it's really I feel like it's road at this point. It's been done like saying how fucked up this movie is. But yeah. what it's more fucked up than I even thought after like having read the internet takes. It really is. The the trajectory of what he's doing here. The next step of this guy is killing his whole family. <laughs> would, this is a guy who would then he would lose custody and then he would murder them all. <laughs> yeah, it tries to end in a place where it's like, oh, they like agreed to let their dad stick around. There's no way that that custody agreement works out. There's literally zero way that that works out well right. for him because he learned how to fucking make spaghetti. So now all of a sudden he's a good dad. He can yeah. cook now because he, he learned how to fucking boil pasta. <laughs> he used the fine china. It, but I mean, like you said, that's why it is really good that they don't end the movie together. Like right. that, it it leaves us a little grounded. Yeah, it's like we're like going to let, we're gonna amount let of him see his kids so that he doesn't commit a crime. <laughs> He's well, that's that's another thing that really bugged me is when he's giving that a very like emotional and well acted monologue to Sally Field when she's like on set with him and they're arguing and he's he's vilifying her for like taking away the kids. He shouldn't be allowed to see his kids. No one who's ever done anything like this has been allowed to see their kids ever again. Like he he gets Saturdays. 
he should be we'll, happy we'll with know, yeah, and he's just like the the social worker when i hug my kids they wonder why it's like yeah when you when you dressed up like an old lady for like months and months and like tricked your whole family <laughs> like that's yeah you they probably wonder why you did that it's he got typecasted as an actor because even the judge is like i hear you but i know you're just a terrific actor so you're not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great no good job by that judge yeah, but you're simply cinema's robin williams <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the any other Robinism? No. Mm. Uh, what's the best moment in the whole movie, Javi? Do you have like it doesn't have to be a Robin moment. What is just like the best moment in the whole movie? The whole movie. Well, I think I the first one I think of is actually one of the scenes that Drew mentioned earlier. I hope I'm not stealing it from you because I feel bad. Is the no, one where steal, it's steal away. Uh, okay, great, because it's a great scene when uh, Sally Field is talking to Robin and she like dishes, like she's actually opens up to him. Yeah, but right. she finally gives a reason for the divorce other than like I'm sick of this. Like that's what? the most relatable she is in the movie, and I yes. feel like that on its own just does all, so much for the movie as a whole. Because before yeah. then, it's like, oh, she's yeah, she's the bad guy. Yeah, and and, al- and also you only up to that point you only see like a cartoon version of why she would want a divorce. Like it's such you know you see a visualization of the most insane relationship ever. When really it's yeah. something in between that where it's like yeah, yeah it's no, just like oh you don't ever like, want to be serious. Yeah, like, he can't act. He's not serious. serious. Like he never had a fucking job, and I like I work too hard, and maybe I'm too serious. Like I I kind of agree. Like that moment really like I wrote it down because I was like this is like more realness than I thought we would get in yeah. the whole movie. <laughs> Because I heard, I heard a complaint that Sally Field just, uh, or at least some people say that she's so much of a bad guy. And I get it, especially like you were saying as a kid, like, oh, yeah, like she's the reason the bad things are happening. But yeah, that scene really opens it up in a great way. And I like Sally Fields. I like you seeing gotta, her do her thing. You yeah. got to get Sally Field if you're going to devote so much time to mm-hmm. scenes like that where you're just getting into the nitty gritty of festival yeah. Sally Field. God, it's it is almost like too bad that Sally Field doesn't have more to do in this movie because Sally Field's just the fucking best, man. Yeah. Yeah. She's so good. <laughs> it's true. She's so goddamn good. Um, it, it reminds me of when she got cast as Aunt May in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Oh, it's like yeah, that she- is a perfect Aunt May and it's just like you didn't do as much as you could have. Yeah, as long as for groceries movies. I'll um, I'll give a wild card pick or like a couple of moments for my favorites because I absolutely fucking love how immediately horny her and Pierce Brosnan are for each other. Yeah. It, it's not <laughs> first like, she's he, in, he's she like trying a, to show her so, she has a bunch of like milk on her lip and he's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah and she's just like uh uh uh, uh pillows um uh, and he's pillows drapes and he's and, just like, like he's sitting there like how have you been I want to get to know you so, <laughs> so what is what is their job they do pillows they, their job is pillows they, well drapes too they tables. also they do mention yeah. drapes they mention nice tables. nice tables blinds tables <laughs> no but what is her interior job? design yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she literally she, yeah it's like it is like what in the '90s. That's what you would write a successful woman to do. Yeah, Either they, like they work like in a magazine. Sexist. They work yeah. in a magazine, or they're just like a really high-paid version of like a housewife. Yeah, <laughs> that's that was that was like a really progressive move back then. Yep. What's really progressive is Pierce Brosnan um, being like very metro in this movie. You know, Oof, he, yeah, he, he takes great care of himself. He's super prim and proper. And he's like in this field. He's like, yeah, no, that's a great, uh, great rug. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to bang like he's so in on <laughs> He is so fucking horny. Also, it's it's kind of implied that like she dumped his ass. Yeah. Right. Oh, Pierce. Yeah, like like they had been together, and she's like, he 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 says like early on, he's like, you know, I don't I don't like hold anything against like what. Oh, oh, you're us. talking about the yeah yeah originally yeah I think I took it as like they dated in college or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, and, and like she of... dumped him. It's what it's because like she there's a point where she says something like uh, I'm sorry after everything, and he's like, yeah. oh after everything, well you know we could put that behind us. So I definitely I do wish we had a little more backstory from them because so, if. Her, we're lacking I mean, she, anything. It's little then. Sally Field has to be like just delivering the goods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pierce oh, Brosnan yeah. is like strung out over yeah. her. Well, they have that. She <laughs> has that chat with Doubtfire about like when is it like a good time to put out, and she's and Doubtfire is like never celibacy. Yeah, the yeah. Rest <laughs> of your life, not ever put that's, it. Yeah. That's that's and funny. Sally Field's like I need to. Yeah. like I need to get it. And he's like, well, then man. you can embrace hell, you whore. <laughs> yeah. May, you may can fucking burn. Have mercy on your that's, soul. That's, yeah, that, there are so many moments where it's like, Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> like, if crazy. I just, like, if that was my nanny, I'd be like, wow, she's a huge bitch. She's yeah. being really mean to me like, a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, wow, she's, she really needs to get laid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's no, that's another like a deleted scene is Sally Fields trying to hook up Mrs. Doubtfire with the bus driver. <laughs> no yes. That's that's a missing scene that we need to add Please. to this movie. Or, or trying to hook him up with Robin Williams. Like, oh well, my you know, if you you sound like you really love my ex-husband, Coming, so you should dear. <laughs> yeah. That's it, Robin Williams. He has to do the voices of them fucking in the other room. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> I have a nominee. It's less of a scene. It's less of a moment, more of an entire scene. The we talked about it's just a restaurant. Yeah, the that's restaurant, what I, I put. It's, yeah, it's a perfectly executed family scene, like kids movie scene. Like that yeah. is just it's so well done. It's, it's so cringe. Oh, it's overdone in like kids movies in general, but this is just like. The ideal version of it, it's him showing up at the wrong table with the wrong yes. thing on. Like I that's a that's a quintessential it. moment of like, yes, this moment has to happen in a scene like this. And it's executed <laughs> really well. Like he doesn't know that he fucked up at first. He's he's talking in normal Robin Williams voice, but dressed up like the yeah, woman. And the guy, our guy, uh, what is this actor's name? He's so good in this movie, the boss. His reaction is just like. Did I have too much to drink right Whoa. now? Yeah, what he's like, am I, am I like shit-faced right now? The scotch. He does like he does like a look at the drink yeah. that he's drinking thing. Like, that yeah, I I I think if we're picking like moment of the movie and we're allowed to pick this entire scene, like that's it. Because just the entire like back and forth of him just like drastically shifting his entire appearance over and over in such a short amount of time that's amazing that's the oscar right there like <laughs> that's that's why this movie won is because of the speed of this man just like going in and out of drag it's incredible and it serves the plot and the story and the characters and the stakes and it's just like they got it they nailed it and i'm sure you can pick little moments in there but i think as a whole like that's that's everything the movie's building up to. Mm. And yeah, it's great. It actually is really good. As a climax, like so much of it happens and you get to see just, I love seeing him in a chaotic situation, but he's like super spread thin. But after a certain point, he feels like he owns the restaurant. Like 
<laughs> yeah. i.e. him going in the kitchen like he's like oh i've, I've got this down yeah, they don't question. Like, <laughs> yeah he, he's he gets lit up like really fast because he's chugging the wine and then he goes immediately over to the other guy who's like oh i got us like quadruple scotches <laughs> okay so this is a new category i guess it's not new at this point but it's what would you do fellas what you doing fellas wyd wyd so Javi, we got to pick a character in this movie that you feel like you could pinpoint yourself uh, trying to figure out what would you do. It's, yeah, it's Guys, just I like, got it. You are the son and you see your nanny peeing standing up. I would, I would <laughs> say I would say more so Sally Field. Oh, if I'm yeah. Sally Fields, I'm fucking Pierce Brosnan immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, we're not leaving that office. Yeah, I'm smashing. I guess the sun I'm smashing Pierce. The Brosnan. sun is good, but I mean, this kid is like I'm not. I'm not being the kid. Okay, no. Fuck what if you're Pierce Brosnan? Teeth, what if you're Pierce Brosnan? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good. You're, I like this. You're, you know, it's it's Sally Field is the one that got away. You're like obsessed with her, and now like you spent your whole life getting sexier and sexier and like more successful. <laughs> you're literally James. And you Bond. finally get what you've always wanted, and then. Like everything that could be bad is bad about her situation. Like, what do you, what do you, do you stick around with this shit going on? I think as soon as I see Doubtfire, I start to like. Doubtfire look, is being so mean to you. Yeah. Every time you see Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I start to like weigh my options a little bit. Well, he doesn't even like, he never says anything to Sally Fields. Like, yo, why is your nanny like such a bitch to She's me? Like, why? I didn't do anything. Like. <laughs> you're being a what, good guy what do you think javi is is brosnan the most like <laughs> you know audience surrogate for this no category? he's not it's yeah. like because from when he comes into the movie he's already like a powerhouse he's like rich influential he's like turning a super expensive house into a bnb and he like doesn't even have to woo sally fields he walks in the room and she's his mm-hmm. you know so there is that but I at the same time whenever i walk in a room yeah, <laughs> he just has so much flex because he really, out of anybody, he has like the most options. He's just that's, there. That's to ride. true. We really, yeah. he could bail. In in that way, we can absolutely not relate. Yeah, we can't. Character. We can't be Pierce. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan is not the audience surrogate because no one else well, looks it's like a, young. It's Pierce a kids Brosnan. movie. Like the audience surrogate is the kid. Okay, so what would you do yep. if you're dressed up as an old Scottish woman? Then, <laughs> what <laughs> if I am? If I'm Mrs. Doubtfire, I'm reevaluating my life choices. Like, what brought me to this point? If if First my all, if I can't hold a job and my wife wants a divorce and I'm like losing custody of my kids, I'm going to Ace Hardware and I'm buying a rope and I'm hanging myself. <laughs> <laughs> no movie. You just you do your chores and you have a regular ass birthday party and then you <laughs> clean up after sleep. If I, yeah, if I'm in that situation, I'm surprising my son. I'm gonna break the rules and I'm actually gonna pick up my son like some pizza on the way home. Mm. He also literally could have just like post divorce. He could have just had the job, cleaned his fucking house, and like gotten ended up with like three days a week. Yeah. Or ended up with like the you know a few hours a day or whatever. Yeah, because that's what he fucking ends up so with at the end of the movie. He right. could have just yeah, you're, <laughs> he made it so hard on himself. <laughs> he literally true. never needed to do any of the doubtfire stuff, and he ends up in the same spot that he would. Except it took him longer to see his but kids. He does for a consistent amount of time. He does voices though. He does get to do voices. That's Why? True. So okay, if a social worker is coming to my house. I'm not just leaving my house looking like a fucking unsustainable pigsty. Like it looks like. Priority number one is like 
hey, maybe I should like clean up these fucking boxes. Well, that's, like, that's why it's the bare minimum. The he's Chinese never cleaned food. before. Sally Field literally gets home from working 12 hours and fucking cleans because he's a, a deadbeat piece of shit. <laughs> this guy sucks, dude. <laughs> he is the villain. Yeah, honestly, that first, the opening party, I was like, oh, geez. I thought that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind yeah, of a when miracle. Kick, like jump around is playing, you know, he's like on the yeah. table with his son. Like you're like, damn. I think that I that's, wish my dad was like that. That is like the the biggest credit that we can possibly give to Robin Williams is that in any other movie, this person's just a villain. Like you just fucking yeah. hate this guy. He sucks. He's a bad human being. He's a bad dad. I wish my and dad was like, addicted to me. Oh, dude, I love when Robin Williams, he does silly voice and <laughs> cross dresses. Yeah, now he's poo-poo all over the carpet because he had a whole ass part of Begonias. Think about the begonias. Yeah. All right, what's next? Is this good Robin or bad Robin? This is great Robin. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no one else Robin. could do this. He, exactly. He, he also, they, I mean, they give him a lot of room to improvise and do his, you know, do all his little voices. His character is a guy who does voices for a living. Yeah. Like he is, I mean, at that point in the movie, you're just watching Robin Williams. Like he's yeah. not even. So it's lovely. Yeah. It's great. Robin. He created, uh, the, or he actually, or he didn't well he collaboratively worked on the character of mrs doubtfire with the directors too so i think exactly. at this point in his career like he just gets a lot more leeway yeah. so he well, puts a lot more of just him yeah he's a he's the, a producer starting to get some creative movie. sway yeah because they Ooh. didn't this they didn't write this this wasn't the warren Beatty script right <laughs> yeah no there's like a lot of like notes and stuff and like imbb trivia that originally this was going to be a darker story like it was going to be more yeah, of a story be. about like the trials and tribulations yeah. of divorce of an and, and like, man. i think that originally it was actually supposed to be more from the kid's point of view right about like She's what if tyrant. like yeah and like your kids like you're seeing your dad like slowly lose his mind and having to dress up like a woman to spend time with you like this there's Whoa. definitely a darker twist to take at this story um, how many Robins out of 10? How Robin does he get in this? He gets really up there. Aladdin sets the bar so high for how intense he gets. So I almost want to say nine, but like, but your his face is this movie. Like he is this movie. Right. In a way that it's, yeah, I think it has to be nine just because of what, what we were saying earlier about how like this just doesn't work with anybody else, especially watching it like, you know, 20 something years later. Yeah. Over 20 years. What, yeah, 20, 30 years. Yeah. 30. Shit. 30. Yeah, next it'll year. be 30 next year. It's exactly. just it's it's crazy to like it would be hard to explain to like a, a young person like this. It, like impish man. What, he had so much clout for kids that like we watched this and we were like hell fucking yeah, yeah. this hairy man yeah yeah this, this monkey of a, of a guy this this is actually the only movie he produced i'm looking at his ever, ever? well the <laughs> only other production credits he has are one of his uh comedy specials from 1986 and then after this a movie called jacob the liar oof this is the only wow. I, that's really that's, surprising. That is well. I mean, I guess it's more of like a 21st century thing for major actors. Like Leo is the producer yeah. of every movie that he's in. Like yeah. that is more of a newer thing to happen. But even so, at least there's 90s. Like Sean Connery's producer of the movies that he's in. Like there's the, he it's starting to be a little bit more noble. He directed his uh eight, that same 86 comedy special. So yeah, there's I mean comic relief. Props to him for not, you know, not trying to uh out 
uh, I guess, like, outkick his own coverage. Because, right. like, there's a world where he's like, oh, cool, like, I'm this loved. I'm going to be Woody Allen now. Like, I'm just going to, like, make all my own shit. That's <laughs> yeah. going to suck. Okay. I think I, think I want to do it here, guys. I think I want to give it a 10, ro- 10 Robins. I haven't that's, been on the spree, but, I mean, if no, I fair, think about man. Robin or if I think about Doubtfire, I'm there. They're synonymous. It is. It's it's, it's all Robin. So that's that's a fair. Yeah. Fair well, yeah. I mean, like like we said, it, it couldn't. It literally couldn't be anybody yeah. else. I mean, we'll we'll get. This is the next category. I ha- yeah. But yeah, recaging couch. Uh, so first of all, where is Nicolas Cage in this movie? Um, I think, <laughs> and I don't want to take this guy out. But what if Nick Cage is Harvey Firestein's character? What if he's what if he's no? <laughs> Can we put Nick Cage as Uncle Frank? We're not doing erasure. <laughs> this movie's already problematic. <laughs> I'm just saying, who where else is Nick Cage going he's, to he's Could, the little he's the boyfriend? He's the token boyfriend. gay in a drag movie. I don't think you can do it. <laughs> oh my god, actually, no, yes. I, I would love to have him and him and Harvey Firestein together. Well, the boyfriend, so that actor is named Scott Caporo. And he is, um, I guess, from Broadway-ish. Um, he only has an, one other film role. Like, he has a couple TV appearances and a bunch of stage appearances. But other than Mrs. Doubtfire, he has one other film role. Can anybody guess I, what I it just is? pulled it up. It's a voice acting role. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. He no. plays Bede Anude. 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 Okay. That's not a real person. Um, you you don't know Bede Anude? Oh yeah, actually, I think I have my Black Series Bede Anude action That's figures. That's what I thought. Right next to my Constable Zuvio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's gonna pop up in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. I fucking nice. We're gonna clap. Um, <laughs> fucking, I'm gonna kill myself. Um. What could Cage be? Um, the answer could Cage be the Robert Prosky character? And no. the problem is that he's too young. Look, at that you time. need to close your eyes and think into your heart. And, and then he's Pierce Brosnan. Yep. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's Pierce Brosnan. He shows up. He's just a perfect hunk yeah. of a man. I lost my hand. <laughs> I lost my bride. I, I'm, I'm allergic. <laughs> <laughs> him Let's him choking it. in that scene would be. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You're hurting me, Mr. Doubtfire. <laughs> I'm from England originally. I think (laughs) this movie transcends to another plane if he takes over that role. Um, And then let's also cast Nick Cage as uh, uh, James Bond. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Nick Cage would be uh, good, the youngest daughter, Matilda. (laughs) (laughs) What if he he mo capped as a small (laughs) girl? No. Yeah. Okay, I'm just like crawling around. That's so too good. <laughs> just Nick Cage's face on like a small, small child. Hunter, do you have anyone who could remotely do this role? I had think I have a solid one. It's time appropriate. 1993, Steve Martin. Oh, that's Ooh, not bad. Okay. He's a yeah. little older than Robin. He's a family comedy guy. I think that he. I think that he actually could ride the line without drastically overhauling the tone of this story because i think that you know he can do the physical comedy bits i he can do the voices um but also like you know he's got some dramatic chops like he can carry some of the 
emotional weight that comes with trying to tell a little bit of a drama divorce story. What about uh, Bill Murray? Mm, you feeling Bill Murray? No, because this, no, th- this He's, movie has too much of a soul. Mm. Yeah, it's too, yeah, Bill Murray's just a little, there's a little bit of cynicism. There, would, just be, there would be too many moments of like, can you fucking believe I'm yeah, doing like this shit, man? Some more winking to the camera. John I Candy. feel like he's he's too like he's too cool under pressure to be as like chaotically spread thin as Mrs. Doubtfire is. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm a great chef. <laughs> I, he would definitely pee sitting down and never get caught to begin with. Okay, here's here's the galaxy brain pick. Okay, because this oh, is okay. just like you're talking about like people being fooled by a man dressing up as an old woman. Okay. okay. So, so if so you want to go, if you want to lean so hard in that direction, Owen Wilson and marry me. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Oh. <laughs> like, who? Like, you're living in a reality in this movie that people are actually going to fall for this shit. <laughs> Let's go all the way in that direction and put a movie together where it's just like, oh man, just go full on <laughs> crazy land. That these people are like falling for this shit. The um, what about Marlon Wayans? Dwayne Johnson. Oh, white chicks. Yeah, can we bring white chicks into this? <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Oh, Eddie, Mar- Eddie Murphy. Oh, Norbit? Yo. No, I um I I never like to admit something like this, but Hunter, you did get it right. I see, and Steve Martin is the one. I was proud of myself there. You what? said that's John really Candy, didn't you? Yeah. John Candy's a pretty that's not a bad one. I don't know. Is John Candy like what kind of dramatic chops did he have? He's really good at the end of like planes and trains and automobiles. Like, yeah, you are right. Yeah, this is a little bit of that. I think that become it's a little bit too silly with John. Candy. Uh, Sandler. Sandler. Well, I mean, we have to put him back in time because he's, he, younger, he's done but... Jack and Jill. That's like yeah. the most convincing portrait of a woman I've it ever is. seen. That is That's true. Absolutely convincing. That's yeah. true. What, what do you think, Javi? Do you have any? I like the idea of Adam Sandler shouting as Mrs. Doubtfire. I think that's hilarious. I would definitely watch that. I don't, as for like perfect recast, I I just saw Naked Gun. So the only other actor I'm thinking of is like Leslie Nielsen, but that probably wouldn't fall over very well. Um, But I think Harvey Harvey Firestein actually would probably pull this off. I mean, he's, well, it's probably too on the nose because I know. He has a lot of experience in drag as it is and being hilarious. <laughs> and he's already in the movie, but still. <laughs> well, but that's that's the thing is like, I feel like you could pull somebody that would kind of. You need that star power, Ooh. which is like a yeah. big asterisk on the movies. Like you could put someone in here that like has the same level of chops as Robin but they mm-hmm. just don't have the audience draw. It's not going to make $400 million fucking dollars. Right. You're not going to beat Jurassic Park without. <laughs> yeah. Mid-2000s Jack Black. Oh, man. I changed wow. my answer. I'm changing my answer. Dude, okay. Right that would be, be, that would be, be fun. Right before <laughs> you guys came over, um, I I had a, I had the TV on, and Gulliver's Travels was on. Yo! <laughs> Dude, I uh walked out of that movie in a theater and like oh, talk, talk about him. Like, Drew, do, don't you want to do like a, a 
episode of this podcast that's like on movies that don't exist. That maybe no, it a hundred percent does not what, exist. What is the name <laughs> of your letterbox list? I'm gonna yeah, you I'm going to. Oh yeah, name. no, me. This is listen. Uh, watch this space, folks. Uh, but yeah, me and Colin want to do a podcast called Zero Discourse. Okay, that's what it is. So Gulliver's Travels. Mm-hmm. That's a great starring one. Starring Jack yeah, Black. Movies is, that like, it's not even that they're so bad that they're talked about how bad they are. It's just like they never They happened. came out, they were like, <laughs> I, Gulliver's Travel like was heavily advertised. Like Dude. I remember seeing like a lot of TV bits for of Jack Black like laying down yeah. and having like little people crawling him and being like, no, and nobody no, saw it. Me. And then just like, yeah, it just disappeared. Did you know Jason Siegel is in that movie? Yo. Emily wow. Blunt is in that movie. I was like, I was watching. I was like, what the fuck hey, is going on? James Corden? Yeah, Corden. No dude. way. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-Late Late Show. Yeah, I, I feel like Black could do it. Like Black could give that energy. Yeah. Also, so someone, sure. someone who is obsessed with transformation and like doing characters yep. like this is not, no, I'm, is someone else who I think in the nineties could have done it is Mike Myers. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. back then he yeah. was untouchable yeah. in the way that he, bastard. Now. Mm-hmm. he wasn't. Yeah. He when he was also just like, so beloved when like, I've never seen him as like a soulful actor, right. but like people saw him in that way. Can yeah. we get fat bastard and Mrs. Doubtfire to like to hook fuck. up? Yeah, can that be like a <laughs> can that be like a sick, twisted, like romantic comedy? Oh, can we make what that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Come babysit my kids. <laughs> you remind Sorry. me of Winston. Can we get can we get Mrs. Doubtfire and Shrek to to copulate? Yeah, anyone? Yeah. Like anyone want to do that right now? Yeah, I'm. I'm working on. I'm working on drawing that up. I'm no, I want. I want to hear you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> now do oh, Shrek. Shrek. You really Somebody. should clean up the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> this is for everybody, you buffoon. <laughs> uh, by the way, Ernie, I really, I, I wasn't joking earlier. Off. I hope you're blurring my feet throughout this episode. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. There was a good that. moment where I like had my foot right here, and then I looked at the camera, and I was like, "Oh God." Yeah, that's, that's well. That's that's that where I'll put Hobby's face. <laughs> It'll just on be your foot. covering the middle of the frame. It'll be moving around the whole time. It'll just be. I'll track it to your foot. Yeah. So it'll just be like sitting right here. When I put my when I put my feet down, it's just like not there. <laughs> I it just becomes that. a disembodied voice, just like that. We just like hear like looking around. Okay. Any other final thoughts on Mrs. Doubtfire? I love this movie. Um. And I didn't know that I was going to. It's just, it's good, Robin. I'm glad it's not Tim Allen. That's my final thought. <laughs> or Warren Beatty. Or Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. What in the fuck is that movie? That's so. I that what that's got to be the dark dramatic take on this story. Is if Warren no, Beatty uh, Warren Beatty wanted. He always wanted to do weird shit. Yeah, it's just he did, being... did Dick Tracy. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm funny. Like, yeah. Everyone thinks I'm funny. <laughs> Annette, right. Annette, everyone thinks I'm funny, right? Annette yeah. Bening's like, yeah, honey, sweetie. They love you. Yes, so hilarious. <laughs> Any final thoughts on the the film or Robin or anything, Javi? I think I'll say it's not a perfect movie, but so many things could have gone wrong with this movie that thankfully didn't. And they honestly 
kicked ass because it's a very memorable movie for me. And it's rare for me to like a movie as a kid and then like it also as an adult. So I'm glad. It, yeah, that's, it's a, that's that's a good point. It, it holds up better than I thought it would, too. And also, it just like it just like feels like such a movie. Right. You know? Yeah. It's just such a like you, even though it's such an insane, weird movie, I get why everyone went to see it, because it has like the feeling of just like a movie. Like if you were to distill the feeling of movie into a movie, it would be something like this. Right. Chris it's, Columbus. It's, it's, it's yeah. absurd that's, and it's stupid, but it just like why, feels very homey. And that's nice. why Chris Columbus is like great at what he does. He does the whole like the classic. We want to make a family movie mm-hmm. that everyone in the family can just like have a smile on their right. face and bicentennial man. <laughs> I we'll talk about that pod that I've never seen Bicentennial Man. Oh, buddy. The, the poster for that movie scared me as a child. When I was like four or five years yeah. old and that movie was coming out. That, I, that is a three hour me. movie about the inevitability of death. Mm. Yeah. And you see that and you're like, that's yeah, going to make this YA book series, Harry Potter. This poster is absolutely <laughs> fucked, Hunter. You're right. I dude, it, it was in like blockbusters like, and stuff kidding? like that as a kid. And I remember seeing it when I was, yeah, I was probably like five-ish years old, four, five, six years old, whenever it was like coming out on blockbuster video and everything. And it just scared me. There's a big standee of it in my local uh yeah, local video hey, gallery. Uh Chris Columbus made the Christmas Chronicles 2. <laughs> not, not Christmas Chronicles one, just the second one. Yeah. Cool. He's a sequel guy. <laughs> yeah. He also made Stepmom. Any any Ooh. Stepmom fans out there? Oh, is that the one with Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon? Yep. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just looking at the picture. <laughs> I've never heard of that fucking movie. Uh, all right. Well, I think that about does it for Mrs. Doubtfire. Thank you so much, Javi, for coming on the show. Uh, anything you want to let the people know? Anything you want to plug? Any Elden Ring tips out there for any beginners? Yeah, you got any like good like rune uh, mining spots or? Uh, currently in Volcano Manor. If you go to the Ray Lucari Academy, let the water wheel take you all the way to the bottom and let the Virgin kill you, you get teleported to Volcano Manor. And if you <laughs> don't notes. want her to kill you, smash those attack buttons because you can actually wiggle out of there. Wow. As, a, as a Dark Souls newbie, that actually saved my life. Like every go. time after I learned that. That's real tips. I can't wait for people to listen. I'd just like be like, I don't. That's you're literally saying like, fucking. <laughs> it's like that or, meme that Brett sent. <laughs> yeah, just like it's. <laughs> yeah. I almost want to pull. That's that what up, I'm hearing. That was... I've never played such a game. <laughs> <laughs> I was coiled and ready for that one. I was like, ooh, if they want some Elden Ring tips, I know just the one to give. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of uh it's a screen grab from uh American Psycho of Christian Bale like staring <laughs> at the uh the, the, the business, business card and it says Elden Ring players when they spent the last 10 hours dying to the lord of anus in the shit fart castle just to get the cockball great word with worse <laughs> scaling than their starting weapon. Mm. <laughs> I'm still I still you, haven't even beat uh what's his name Matt Margit Mar- yeah Mar- Margit I can't I did it with the oh. help of some friends um me too there's no way he's too tough thank you so much oh, yeah um thanks for having me you. guys hell yeah I hope to have you on again soon uh thank you everybody for tuning in for listening and watching please rate review and subscribe email us we bought a mic at gmail.com follow at we bought a mic on social media 
um, and Doni at anchor.fm slash we bought a mic. Thank you, all you beautiful donors for donating. Stick around for more Robin as we get into the rest of his run with Jumanji. Jumanji. That's going to be a good one. I'm stoked. Yeah, it's going to be real good. We're in it now. And uh, more TV catch up. Um, We got Atlanta coming back. We got um, some new movies coming out with uh, there's that new Daniels movie. Has toys already come out? At, at the yes. time this is released yeah. yeah we're recording a little out of order. man wasn't that crazy uh, listeners that movie is fucked <laughs> go back and watch toys Javi, you gotta watch Let's toys if you haven't watched toys watch it's the most, the most <laughs> insane fucking shit we're gonna we're gonna record about it afterward and i'm just like I feel like I'm still like dreaming. <laughs> I was I was looking at the list on your guys' website and I saw that Toys was on there. I was like, wait, what is this? Yeah, and Toys I was on there with no guest. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted to come up with the Toys spot. Deemed necessary by the squad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much for now. coming on, man. Yeah. Thank we you. We appreciate Pleasure. you. And we appreciate all you audience members for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.